0: Hello and welcome back again to The Selfishly Podcast. My name is Seb or Sebastian Corvey. On this episode of The Selfishly Podcast, The Lockdown Editions, episode 14, I have a lovely, wonderful friend of mine, Maddie Beale, coming on as my guest. Um, Maddie and I met uh, traveling on Katiki and our friendship has just blossomed into what it is today. It's wonderful. Um, She's so smart this conversation is was amazing we recorded it in two parts and so this one's a bit different from the others because there's a little interlude in the moment um, of the two conversations coming together Uh, but they were such good conversations i literally felt electric after we had them talked about so many different things we talked about the environment conservation healthcare australian politics american politics traveling spirituality um, just like all of these different topics that we just go in on that are so interesting and i'm blessed to have the opportunity to have these conversations and share them with you guys and i'm just really excited for you guys to hear this one so i'm gonna stop talking and let's just jump right into it so take it away me i'll do one now um but yeah, hello. Welcome to the Selfishly Podcast. My name Hi. is Seb. I, um, <laughs> today I have my lovely, beautiful guest on, Maddie Beal. Hey, Maddie, how are you?
1: I'm doing so good. Every time I get to talk to you, I feel amazing.
0: I, know, I love, I, and we've already been like, talking for so long as well.
1: I'm happy that we had our, so we've had two parts for this recording <laughs> session. But after our first part, we were feeling electric
0: it so was wild it,
1: it needs to be documented yes
0: it was like such a good conversation it was like it was so good it was felt like a really like productive informative conversation and that is like the best and i mean we like we've already been doing that and we're recording so i mean i love that we even we have those in the first place <laughs> yeah
1: I just, we I love anyone that I can get into it with. <laughs> we got to get into it more.
0: Yeah, talk about the nitty gritty. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so easy to just have the surface, like, conversations. But, like, no, we're going to talk about the details. Do you find you... Can have these types of conversations with lots of people like
1: lots of people listening or like like, on an individual basis I mean yeah just on
0: an individual basis like do you tend Um, to have these conversations often
1: yes I feel like I'm always looking for the deeper meaning or I always want to like get into it I find out what other people's opinions are and just talk about it because that's just how my brain works that's just how I operate and there's a lot of people that i encounter in life that it makes them uncomfortable when i when i want to talk about the issues or when i want to say like this isn't okay this is not the way it should be they're like but it is this is the way it should be <laughs> yeah and i don't know so i i always love it when i when i can find people who actually care and want to get into it just like you we were just talking about this earlier cuz yeah I don't know it's just like I just like talking about how weird life is and yeah. in whatever I, form that may take
0: I remember when we um this is the segue I wanted to make but I remember when we met and I remember because we met on Kentucky with our lovely friend Allie and oh. um and I remember there was just a day where I was feeling really anxious and like we were hanging out at the beach and we were on like more acquaintancy, like getting to know each other more terms. Like it was like literally the third day or something like this. <laughs> but um I remember just feeling like I needed to talk to someone and then I remember just seeing you I was like, hey, do you want to like come for a walk and we can talk? And then we just had like this amazing conversation that made me feel like so comfortable and like like it was just I was just like, oh, women to be friends. It was electric. Yeah, exactly. It was, there was an immediate- Got like,
1: along right away. Yeah. Because we just could talk to each other and we, exactly what we did is Yeah, we past the bullshit and we like learned who we, I don't know, I felt like I really got to know you in that moment and yeah. we opened up about things that are very personal to us both and it just takes so much strength and vulnerability to be able to do that with someone. And to be able to do it so fast, I don't know. We were on the same vibe. I'm always a little anxious. I always (laughs) want to talk. Literally. I just remember how beautiful that day was, too. Like, I remember how beautiful the moment was. But just on the beach, such a nice sunny day. The water was perfect. The, The buildings behind us, you know, just seeing Italy... But it was, it was just, and, and then I remember us, you know, instantly becoming best friends. It was like, (laughs) oh, did I just get a new best friend? (laughs) Um, And then we like had to go back to the bus and I, you piggyback on my back. There's (laughs) multiple photos of this
0: moment. The beach we were on was like this beach club. And so they had like rows and rows of like beach chairs, like the laying down ones. And we would. Like, I remember having bought like a bucket, bucket. of Long Island <laughs> and they made it so strong. Those
1: Long Islands, baby.
0: On. Oh, they're the best. <laughs> Those will We were just like walking and talking and just like.
1: Feeling good yeah. on the beach in Italy.
0: And we were swimming and just like uh, talking to Marcus about. Oh my God,
1: Marco. <laughs> was it Marcus? It was Marco, I thought. Am oh, I tripping? No. Oh. I can check. Yes, it's Marco. Yes, oh my gosh. He's Portuguese.
0: He's a very cool man. He was so
1: cool. Very suave.
0: (laughs) Yes. He was just living his best life, like, cruising around, doing tours. And the thing as well that I remember we were both just, like, so, like, in awe of when we were talking to him was that he was so passionate about all the history and stuff about it, too. Because I remember we were on the tour bus and we were going into... I think this was actually, like, into Nice? Where? into oh, into nice? Nice. or maybe it was into Monaco no it was Monaco and he was talking he was just like talking about all the history of like um the people like traveling there and taking this land and then the battles and everything and it wasn't just like he had recited some script thing he, <laughs> he was like passionate like he loved it and yeah. it was just like it was just like that's, amazing. When, you
1: listen, that's when you actually soak it in when someone's reading off a script it's like okay when is this person gonna (laughs) stop speaking so i can
0: put some music (laughs) yeah and have a dramatic moment looking out the window with my music yeah but no
1: he was great he was he like people like that always make me want to become a tour guide because it's just actually such it's almost like the yoga teacher of traveling i would say (laughs) (laughs) you're just there to like you know Drop some knowledge on people, help them feel good, help them have a good time, learn something.
0: Same shit. That's like so true though. Like I mean, what is what else are they other like meant to do? I mean, obviously there's people there just for the cash grab, but like the whole yeah. like the essence well, of it is it just to turn some people around.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's very like. You're not making the the big bucks yeah. <laughs> tour guide. I think it's more no, about like, although
0: I suppose it depends where you are. Like I remember in
1: honestly, I actually I wanna redact and retract on that one because yeah. there's like tours that go around the world. Like Nat Geo has one it's like a hundred thousand US dollars. Damn. And you like fly around the world on a private jet, and those tour guides probably make.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, that's. Like, so I don't know how true. you get that job. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think there's a there's probably.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, there must be a difference. I wonder like what the qualifications would be, or if it's literally like they're just someone who like has a jet or has a you know what I mean like has. Parties. Oh my god! Like, yeah,
1: I didn't even. That think would about
0: be so interesting about. to think about, actually.
1: Ugh, that would be the dream. The dream. That's why travel everywhere this
0: is super off topic but uh, whatever all right that's like what i love about watching real housewives (laughs) is that you see them go on these holidays or go to these things that you would just not think are actual things but because like people who have money and have time yeah
1: they can go anywhere can
0: can do whatever whatever the fuck they want and like you do you boo but it's just interesting to see these wild things While it's also like then seeing like because like we were just talking about how like we just
1: disparities, yeah well, yeah
0: exactly exactly like we were just talking about a tour guide and obviously this is like a niche idea but like a tour guide on like a level of doing what little trips around somewhere might not be sustainable but then you do have this complete opposite end where someone could do one trip that's and then be set for like
1: yeah the luxury travel industry, there is definitely big bucks in that. I've never, I've not really gotten to see that side. I, you know, I, one day that's something to aspire to, but I think there's like, I think there's beauty in both. I think you should be able to get down and dirty and, you know, go somewhere and have it be an authentic experience and it's not authentic to be flying on a private jet like (laughs) not authentic to be staying in five-star resorts you know completely away from like villages i don't know i
0: yeah no i think there's
1: more value to actually seeing a culture from an honest perspective and i don't know But would I be down to stay at a five star resort? Uh,
0: Yeah. (laughs) Do I uh, I, do I want to go to Hawaii and like four wheel drive on those things? Um, Yes, maybe. (laughs) With (laughs) but but at the same, no, I do go. You mean like especially like I mean there is a difference to going to somewhere and like soaking up the culture and as opposed to going to a place and sticking to like the tourist section you know what i mean like yeah
1: Yeah. which i think is sadly what a lot of people at least from the united states do Mm -hmm. um and that's why i'm super grateful for all the study abroad programs that i got to go on when i was getting my undergraduate degrees just because those types of experiences where you're with the locals and you're living like they do like those are just the best most those have been some of my most like life-changing moments and it's just very touching.
0: Most beneficial. Well, there's something about uh, being exposed to these, like just a different way of living that is so like, just like it's, I mean, it's obviously, I I feel like it's easy to like, uh, like realize, Oh, it's different. But when you, until you see it, it's not like a slap in the face of how different things can actually be. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. I For me, it's just, it's a huge reality check because it's like, I am so fortunate. I am so lucky. I complain. I get in these negative places and it's like, why? I have a bed to sleep in. I have food to eat. I have water. I can just walk to my sink and have drinking water. I don't have to walk miles to get yeah. drinking water. And you know, it's like, I think for me, it's just also taught me the lesson that you don't need stuff to be happy. You just, like, you just need to love the people that you're around and try to enjoy your life and be grateful, and yeah. I don't know. We just we just try to complicate it over here in yeah. the U.S. Well, we
0: also like to capitalism. try to simplify. Well, exactly, and that, I mean, I've been, like, because like we've been talking about, I was looking into just, like, the ideas around capitalism and all this stuff as well and how... There is such a uh I'll put a like a band-aid, like I'll buy this to make me happy. Like, you know what I mean? It's like a band-aid uh solution as opposed to actually yeah. trying to yeah. dig into the problem.
1: <laughs> and then you like eventually shove it in a closet somewhere, whatever you buy, and then you like throw it away years later and you're like, why did I even have this? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. i like I and that's funny because like I'm like So aware of it, but at the same time I have such a compulsive like online shopping problem. (laughs) Like I like fully recognize it. I need to do it in person. True actually. I just thought back when we went shopping.
1: (laughs) I I actually just went plant shopping today. Me and Mauricio, my roommate, (laughs) we spent like not a lot, a lot, but we kinda dropped a lot on some plants. (laughs) And I have to say it was worth it. We're bringing life into the house. Yeah, It's. it's,
0: yeah. it's
1: I, I guess we could have gone foraging. We yeah. could have <laughs> gone foraging in the desert for some plants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Get some cacti and just put them. Ooh. Ooh ah. Um, but I was wanted to say like, I kind of, how I mentioned we had met on Kentucky, and you've mentioned how you've done a bit of travel, but um. So has it always been something you've always done? Because I remember talking to Ali, and she was like, she had only done little like small trips, but the Kentucky was like her first big one overseas. Um.
1: I would say that was, that was a little early on. I think I was really lucky. And when I was growing up, my parents took my brother and I to, you know, Mexico. And we went to the mountains. So we would, you know, escape from the city and also go to Mexico. Those were my two main travel experiences. I went to other places in the US, but I don't really have strong memories of those, but yeah. So I just I I knew I loved being in a different culture. Um and then actually I don't know. I mean, it was once my dad had passed away and I think I was just kind of struggling with my myself and like wondering what life is and just not in a good place and just needing to escape. And I think that's how I really discovered how much I love traveling and exploring the world just because I went to Rwanda. Wow. Um, and that was, that was the first time I had ever left like North America. That was the second country I'd ever been. Well, the third, if you count the United States. Um, so, you know, I, <laughs> I had always wanted to go to Africa and I was like, I'm just going to do it. Um And so I did a primate studies field school there wow. and it was, just I don't it changed my life forever. It made me realize, you know, just not only made me realize how big the world is and how different life is or life can be, um, but it also just opened up my eyes to how much I love wildlife and I love how much I love nature and and it just it just made me feel okay and helped me put things into perspective because life can get so hard. I just feel like when you're so wrapped up in your own life and just whatever your, your grief, whatever's bothering you, it's hard to just step outside of that and say like, there's so much more going on. And like, there's so much life to live. There's so many things to see. We can't take it for granted. Mm. I don't know if any of this is making
0: sense. No, no, you're making complete sense. I mean, I think it all like, kind of, make sense together because I mean like it's so easy to when you're feeling something to be like stuck in that place you know you're kind of like surrounded by the aftermath of everything that's happened and being able to like be removed from that and see that the world is still moving outside of the outside of that is it's sort of like it's kind of a belittling but powerful moment of being yeah. like wow I am like my world is on the greater scale of the things so insignificant you yeah know what I mean like but
1: that's liberating that's like well a exactly that's to yeah. learn I don't know I just like it just made me realize that I need to live my life because like life isn't we're not always going to be able to and I don't want to live my life trapped in my little tiny bubble in the town I grew up in because there's like, there's just so much more, but, you know, I love Tucson, no shame to Tucson, it's a great place, and it's a very diverse, beautiful place, but there is just so much to see, and I just want to see it all, so that was the start of, that was the start of it for me, and once I experienced that, I never, I could never turn back, because So then I kind of, it was just like, okay, (laughs) when, (laughs) when can I squeeze this in? Like, how can I figure this out? And as long as you plan and you can always figure it out.
0: Yeah. I like just wanted to, because I feel like you've mentioned going to Rwanda before, but I don't think I've actually asked you what that was like. Like, I mean... I feel like that would be such a cultural shift in itself just very like Very
1: shocking culturally. Rwanda is actually the second most densely populated country in the world. Oh wow. And they have a very interesting history. They actually they had a recent genocide. It was in I think 1994 and 1995. Yeah. Um, and it was just a such a horrible atrocious event and so I got to go to the genocide museum and learn about that history and I got to, I got to really learn about some serious wildlife and conservation issues because they have such, it's such a, it's such fertile land and it's, they have a bunch of different ecosystems in one very small country because Rwanda is super small, but they have like these beautiful, mountainous jungles where there's like gorillas and they have African savannas and they have other forests with chimps and just such a like all of the national parks are just it's like an island surrounded by just people everywhere and there's so much human wildlife conflict happening so that it was really cool in that sense because in the U.S. I think in the west there is more wildlife and there's but seeing like megafauna, like African megafauna, just giant animals in the wild. It's just such a cool experience that you, it just, it changes your life because it's such a beautiful thing to see and it's, we just have destroyed so much of it. It's sad and it it makes me upset and angry that we have just gotten rid of so much beauty and diversity in life and just to clear the way for humans everywhere. Yeah. So. Little side uh, tangent, but it's, it's so disturbing to actually learn about the destruction that has gone on. And, you know, we're living through the sixth grade, the sixth mass, mass extinction. I can't speak. The sixth mass extinction that's happened in the history of life on earth. And this is the first time ever with a mass extinction that it's driven by one species. It's never happened before. It's always been you know, these crazy catastrophic events, like the, like, I think it's, like, an asteroid that took out, um, dinosaurs, Mm -hmm.
0: um, like, ice age um, stuff, and, like,
1: yeah, ice age, there's just been these crazy events that are natural, like, because cycles, earth has cyclical, the, you know, ice ages, things melting, whatever, but it's, like, it's, these are just unprecedented times, and I don't know, life is resilient, that's what you learn when you study, wildlife and just life on earth so I think life will go on beyond humans but it's just like it's really humans are gonna be like we're, we're ruining it for ourselves and yeah. for future generations you know I don't know if our, in our lifetime will what's gonna happen but
0: well,
1: at the rate we're going humans won't survive
0: there's been a huge conversation around it at the moment in Australia as well just because um uh, so after our bushfires, which just happened <laughs> at the start of the year 2020, yeah. um, uh, that wiped out like millions per millions of animals. I feel like it was it was like an astronomically large thing. And it is a mixture of the climate is changing, but is. we're also making counterproductive uh, actions that just make these things worse. Like um, this, we... I saw recently, we have this like national park in Sydney. The ground there is really soft and it's like easily destroyed. And there's a mass population of brumbies, or they're like a type of horse. What is that? I, think, I think they're a type oh. of horse. I'm not sure. Like that's the word I remember they're using, but I don't know if that's what they're called, <laughs> but they're like a, they're like a pest horse sort of thing. You know what I mean? But there's so many of them that they're destroying the, the place where they are and so there's been like uh environmental organizations and like all these things have been saying that um uh a culling of the animals will help secure the space which is more important because there is like a lot of the animals as opposed to the ground which is it's very like it's not i'm trying to say it's very special but i just mean it's very like what's the word fragile like it's a mm-hmm. fragile ecosystem and so they were all rallying and saying like this is the best thing to do it it's like it's better for the environment it's lo- everything Hold, uh,
1: the mini horses
0: yeah yeah <laughs> um but then the the minister in charge of it all has just like not done that they've right. they say they've just gone against it for i'm because not sure if it has to do with
1: like culling, um, i think
0: i think it's the culling, the culling itself but i think it's got something to do with logging because that's also another huge conversation oh, because like so we have our koala population which has yeah. also gone down which yeah. like took the a massive hit great. after the fires yeah um and a lot of their habitats at the moment are the eucalyptus trees but uh, that's also apparently the perfect wood that the loggers like so they want to use them all even though it's like crucial to koalas For the survival of
1: a species that exactly. is so important to australia exactly problem in the u.s too oh. like the ish, the clashes between conservation groups and people in the timber industry it's, well, it's
0: just like well it's like in they said the the way it's going by 2050 koalas could be extinct a 2050 that's not that's 30 years that's not a long time no <laughs> that's... and you know
1: i i i'm going to look it up cuz i don't want to you know spew out a false statistic but we a staggering mm. amount of species have gone extinct in the past 100 years mm. like it is unprecedented what is happening and we all rely on the diversity of life in the world to help to help keep the world going yeah. To help, like, have clean water, to have clean air, to have medicines, the supplies that we need. People just don't recognize that because I think, I think a lot of people don't see humans as animals. Mm. They see humans as separate from as nature, better yeah. than yeah. And it's like we are, we are literally animals we are primates yeah. we are not that special no. and you know we are special you can't say that because <laughs> we are
0: <the> <laughs> I mean but. I get I understand what you mean I mean it's like I get what you mean there's a you can acknowledge like the amazingness of humankind whilst also recognizing that we did just come from animals like we're like the things we've made aren't these concrete things. Like, I mean, that's the whole, look, look at history. We can literally see it's littered by the folly of man. Of man. <laughs> um,
1: I, I hope the statistic is correct. It seems like it's coming from a reputable source. The Guardian is pretty yeah. reputable, I think. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> it says, humans are just 0.01% of all life, but have destroyed 83% of wild mammals. So that's just talking about mammals that's not even like reptiles amphibians fish like just mammals that's scary it's that
0: is scary
1: the more you learn about it the scarier it becomes (laughs) so i'm just super glad that i i opened i chose to pursue these things that allowed me to learn about life on earth because it's just i think the most interesting possible thing to learn about in my mind just because like and that can be just humans if you just want to look at humans like work pretty crazy but there's (laughs) so much more out there and
0: and and that we still don't even know you know, like, like, oh, we're
1: still, we're, we're killing species, but we're still discovering. <laughs> yeah. it's, exactly. it's like
0: for everyone we find, it means it's okay <laughs> to get rid of another one.
1: Yeah. But, that's uh, and, the big and, companies want us to.
0: And that is the cra- the wild thing is that recently we have still been finding these, um, hidden, like private ecosystems that we just didn't know were a thing. Because they were like so specific to that place that we're only just learning about them. I mean, even like the ocean. Don't we like know more about space? The the deep trenches
1: of the ocean. We have not visited that. Like, there is so much we don't know. And then you know that's just Earth. Like we we're in a in a solar system in a galaxy. Like we have no idea how there where everything ends and where it begins and it's actually crazy did you read that they discovered traces evidence that there could have been life on venus i don't yes, know yes
0: i did see that. that it's like yes and i because they were talking about the like micro like it's like micro germs or something in the air I'm not
1: exactly it's like it's like a trace of there are traces of something that is created by living organisms um that's about as well as I could phrase it right now. I would have to do some more research, but it's just like, it's just wow. going back. Like, how can we be so selfish when there is so much more going on? And so, yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no. Um, uh,
1: that's a reason I like to travel and learn. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, for some reason, talking about space, like the whole idea, because it is like, it literally makes you feel so tiny. I remember when I was little, I would go to weddings and, or like family events. I remember being at a friend's birthday party, like a family friend's birthday party. And it was the point where they were making speeches and everyone was like, and I remember just like standing there. And this is when I was like 11, such a traumatic child. But I was just like, if anyone like, if it was anyone was like a kilometer away from here, they would have no idea this is happening or any of us exist or in this space and that's like and it just made me like made me kind of like laugh because <laughs> yeah. ev- you know in the sense of everyone be like this is the most memorable night laddie daddy and yeah. it's just like a party but like that's how it was and it was just funny to think about that and i suppose like and was that's a-
1: like such a freeing thing to realize because i think people just and i can do this I I do it sometimes just get so caught up in a moment or in my life. And it's like, or what other people think, you know, and it's like, it doesn't matter. Mm. No one actually cares but you know things it's it's crazy because it doesn't matter but things do matter <laughs>
0: yeah they yeah matter. No. so
1: just to make that clear yeah. they it's do but they also don't
0: yeah <laughs> so, yeah it's like exactly so it's so easy to be like oh my gosh I'm hopeless there's like what is the point to this all then but it's like the experience I think the point of having that experience is enough of a point in itself you know what I yeah. mean like like that's at least yeah yeah exactly um uh I actually kind of related because it made me think of anxiety but I was watching this interview with Emma Stone and Timothy Chalamet and um she was they were talking about like anxiety or like getting like overwhelmed in a moment or something and she said um she like saw this therapist and they were talking and she And they gave her advice that was like, okay, so if you're in a moment and you're getting overwhelmed of just like thinking about things that aren't inside your immediate space, she was like, just take a second and be like, okay, this is a white tuna. This is a chair. This is my like white shirt and sort of like make you think about these, like, like what's real in the moment for you then to help center you back. Cause I mean, I'm like, we've, I said when I was like, had a, when I was going through a rabbit hole of introspection time, mm-hmm. I was like looking at things and getting anxious about, just about things that weren't in actually like had you an impact on the, more, on the moment. Exactly. Like yeah. there's no problem. There's no real reason to be like, frightened like you know like fight or flight like something's gonna get me like
1: (laughs) that's it's so crazy because our our brain our head can be the worst our worst enemy if we let it if we just if we just think about oh like what's gonna happen in the future or oh my god i shouldn't have said that i shouldn't have done that like beating yourself up for the past which is something you can never change
0: yeah
1: it's it's crazy and it's so like cool that you can recognize how to ground yourself because I feel like that's something that not enough people know how to do because like mindfulness isn't taught it's it should be but it isn't and so I mean for me it's my breath and that's something that's been super helpful with yoga it's like whenever I I was super anxious this morning I had to talk and lead a discussion in one of my classes and I just took like five deep breaths and centered myself and
0: and I did it. <laughs> and yes, it was fine. It wasn't
1: the end of the world.
0: Yeah. But it it's felt a, like it for a yeah. second. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's always, like, a process. It's, like, it always changes. Like, sometimes I find, like, and I mean, it's obviously specific to each person. Like, a lot of the time I would get anxious at nighttime just because my brain would be moving so fast. Ah. And I would be trying to get to sleep. And the way I realized to, like, count, to counter that is to, like, put a movie on or something to, like, focus on. So you should try and um,
1: I can send you some guided meditations. It's so yeah. helpful. When my mind is racing like that at night, you know, which happens, I just put on a meditation and I try my best to focus. And more often than not, it helps. Um, but again, like meditation, that is something that is not taught. And it probably yeah. should be because yeah. it would make people's lives way better.
0: You'll have to send me some of the meditation things. I will. I love that.
1: I'll do that right before I go to bed.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> I Heck
0: yes. yes. Um, I actually wanted to ask, do you have like a spiritual belief? sort of thing you know like there's people who are religious or like not even religious oh yeah religious and then like spiritual and then you know or they don't have anything at all like
1: yeah
0: where do you think that like comes from you know I'm like I suppose
1: like where you get your how you feel about religion or spiritual yeah like I
0: mean so we were talking we've I suppose we we're talking about before when you were like had mentioned about your dad passing yeah. and like realizing travel was like important did it kind of did it have like an impact on what your thoughts were on spirituality like yes afterwards (laughs) like I can't even imagine Um, so
1: so I I went to I've gone to Catholic school my whole life um I'm not Catholic my parents weren't very like they honestly weren't religious um and they didn't they let me and my brother decide whatever we wanted as far as religion. They didn't ever try to push us in any type of direction, which I appreciate. Um, but once my dad died, I I became super cynical and I was searching for a way to understand like, what life is and what death is. And for me, I, I found science. And that's another thing that made me realize I love science. It's just there's logical explanations you know you live and you die like every living thing goes through that cycle and you know I at that time when I was really starting to get into science I was like I don't think there's anything after death like I think this is it and that's why I had that kind of like seize the day mentality like I'm gonna go do what I can while I'm still breathing yeah um and I was like that for a really long time and you know then my mom died Uh, A few years later and I think I kind of I was it just continued that cycle of cynicism and it wasn't actually until more recently I would say maybe it's been this year and it's been accumulating as I see how beautiful life is and as I learn how amazing and complex life on earth is and just like from a tiny cellular level to you know thinking about the entire earth and you know space whatever
0: Mm.
1: like there has to be something more for because everything is so beautiful like life can't just be so meaningless and there just has to be something bigger to it so I think realizing that from seeing the world and then I also recently did a yoga teacher training which is just a different kind of spirituality I just think it's more so just like the energy that you put out there and the energy that you receive in the world and like listening to your intuition. And I don't know. I just think I have become more spiritual. Um, Do I think that it personally, do I think it's God, like whatever this force is in the universe? No, I don't. Like, I think, I don't, I think just classifying it as God, like, oh, it's God. God is a man. God is this all powerful being. Like, I don't think that if that is what gives you comfort, fine. But I definitely am not religious. And I definitely don't believe in God per se. I believe in, I believe that there's something more to this life. And I believe in like treating people the right way and, and listening to your gut. And, and I don't know. And that's, that's the best (laughs) way to explain it. I Um, I would say I'm agnostic more because I, and I just don't know, but I, I like to think that there's something more. Um, Is that heaven and hell? No, I don't think so, but I won't find out until I die. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. It is it's it is one of those like interesting things. I just think um it is I think it's so interesting just because it's one of those things that isn't it's really it's a very it's like a personal thing because in whatever way there's no like true like an un- answer or understanding of what it is um uh but it's interesting how people you then use that in different ways you know like some people use it as a moral guide for their life you know and then some people just have it as an as uh I suppose a I don't know how different it's just I'm just really interested in how different it's perceived by everybody
1: yeah um yeah, it's, it's crazy. But I just, I mean, I just, I definitely don't subscribe to any religion. Um, you know, that's what it is, right? It's supposed to be something that guides your life in hopefully a morally like positive way. But religion can become such a nasty thing that just like uses God as this tool and, you know, says like, oh, these people are right and these people are wrong. And I just think it's like, I don't know, in today's world, is typical religion and like I, it just,
0: well, you I just, just so
1: many negative things come out of it
0: how it's been like institutionalized well it's so easy yeah. to like look at like i mean the boston i mean obviously other places but like there was a huge thing in boston with the catholic churches of like a whole generation of ah. people who grew up being abused by their priests and yep. they knew about it and just moved them around There's this is movie
1: runs deep
0: Yes, exactly, this movie called Spotlight, if anyone Spotlight. wants to see it, it's amazing, yes. but it's like, just Mark looks the best. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo and um, uh, Rachel McAdams, who I love. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they just like look into it, like uncover these things that was something that kind of goes into what we were kind of talking about of something that people knew that happened but just that—that that was just the way it was, so it didn't matter. I yeah. wouldn't speak for anyone um, in like specific terms, but uh, even in Australia, there have, were Catholic boarding school things where it was a normal conversation around like the cafeteria. That, and this is like talking about like uh, fifty plus, probably you know what I mean, like it, the older generation. But for them, it was this is just a thing that happened, so like what well, let it that's it's just what happens and it's like that's wrong and people still have that answer now and it's like but we've seen it that it doesn't that's not that's not right like <laughs> no,
1: it's completely wrong. And it's, um, just and circling back to just like religion it's yeah <laughs> it's so wild that there are people out there in this world who say what I what I, my beliefs are right and yours are wrong, and I know they're right because, because I just know. And it's like you don't know shit. You cannot tell someone else that their beliefs are wrong, and same with me. Like I shouldn't really be saying anything because it's just like none of us know hmm. because we're all living, and all of this stuff is like hypothetical, you know. And it's just like
0: I think it's one thing you like. This you're allowed to like criticize these things. um Without like you know fully like, just dis- diminishing or whatever because like they're definitely like I have because I, I went to a Christian school, and one of my best friends, Kristen, who I love with all my heart, she was brought up in like a very religious family, you know, like very traditional Christian way, and mm-hmm. she now is still a Christian, but she does she like has hasn't got a problem with uh uh same-sex marriage or like gay people and all these things like um it's sort of just like there's everyone has different interpretations of these of yeah. this and it i don't know where my brain was going sorry <laughs> well
1: no i love where your brain is going and it's like peoples who use the religion to validate their hatred and mm. their bigotry like that's not okay yeah and if there is a god I definitely know that God would not be down with that. Like, it's like, what is God all about? Love. God is about yeah. love and acceptance. And it's like, to to say like, oh, it's going against God. Same-sex marriage is wrong. It's like, that's bullshit. I'm sorry. That's literal bullshit. And you like just hating other people is wrong. And that's not living up to like what God would want.
0: <laughs> you know? exactly. I don't know. There's like this justification of, I'm allowed to act hatefully because I'm trying to save you, and that means and that mean like I there was um uh there's actually really interesting there's this you know the Westboro Baptist Church
1: yeah yeah there's there was
0: That's one crazy. of yeah the one of the one of the daughters um she was the eldest of like she's like the main spokes lady and her dad is like the cult leader (laughs) say what it is um but anyways this (laughs) this the eldest daughter i can't remember her name but she ended up like on twitter and she was talking to people and just like arguing with people Mm -hmm. about her points because and but then she started having conversations with people and over time ended up leaving the church and her family because um she realized what was happening like they were all just she was just like essentially brainwashed yeah you're thinking what they are just because that's what their family oh, was. is taught. and it, well and the funny thing, not the funny thing, but the interesting thing was she was saying like their justification was of like the way they were like when they would pick it and like pick at the um soldier funerals or like gay uh they weren't not same sex uh weddings at the time because it wasn't legal, but just like pride and all those things the reason yeah. they because they were doing it. To save you and make you better, whatever, the lengths they went to didn't matter because in the end it was their idea of what God right. wanted.
1: And yeah. it's just like,
0: that is just their interpretation and justification of and things. And that's wrong. Which is I'm wrong. Sorry, like, exactly. It's
1: not okay on any level and you can say like, oh, but my God told me it's okay. Like, it's not. So, goodbye.
0: <laughs> if you believe like everyone's God's creature that or god's making then how has he then, like purpose? then doesn't how does it make sense that he's then purposely made someone to live this way to damn to damn them forever you know what i mean it They're makes like, zero what?
1: sense <laughs> it's, it's, that's just humans yeah. that has nothing to do with god at that point like that's yeah. just humans passing down hatred and like just getting validation by just teaching people and having everyone be like, oh, this is what's right. I don't know. It's just like these six cycles in history just need to
0: stop. That, yeah, that we, that we find just keep repeating themselves. Yeah. Uh, they, well, it's yeah, they just keep repeating like, themselves.
1: Can we, can we just not?
0: <laughs> there should be enough evidence in the past to look at things that are clearly wrong and don't lead to good. Yeah. We should be able to recognize that <laughs> and actively yeah. work against that. But
1: yeah. for yeah, so, uh, so many reasons um, that I wish we could get into all of. <laughs> <I know. yeah.
0: laughs> my story highlights and uh there was like it was like when I was on my trip with my parents and then then the next one is just like (laughs) you and you at the club just like going hard dancing it's like so funny just this contrast of like
1: yeah the contrast of the wholesome versus the
0: (laughs) The the get down
1: yeah That was a good time. Oh God, I miss going out to clubs and bars and dancing and just having a carefree time. Oh my gosh. And not being scared of people around you. It's just like...
0: Or now having that like hypersensitivity of like, oh, people now have germs that I don't want in my body.
1: (laughs) And just being like,
0: before it's like, it obviously didn't even pass my mind. But now it's like, I'm con- I'm aware of, like, wow, there's a lot of people there now, <laughs> you know, like, just sweating in a, da- a, ra- a room of dance, like, dancing in a room of sweaty people, like, it's just rubbing up against each other, I think about, oh, it's so no. weird.
1: <laughs> it is weird, and it, like, so it, it really sucks, because <laughs> I, I just think we're being conditioned to be afraid of other people and, you know, their germs, whatever. And I just don't think that that's necessarily a healthy way to live life. No. So I just don't agree. And, but it's like almost unconscious to a point where I just recognize myself like just being like grossed out or, you know, scared. And yeah. even though I don't want to be like that, because I personally, I think. Like being afraid of germs is such a waste of time because there's billions of germs all around us at all times.
0: It's, I mean, it also is like, got. It's also like contextual. It seems to be my favorite word at the moment. Like, uh, uh, like, uh, just like a healthy balance of like, okay, like, well, before it's like, I knew people and talked to friends and like, even on my last podcast, I had a friend and she was saying how she would be sick and would be invited to go out but because she was afraid of missing out she would then just like force herself to go and then have a bad time anyway and she even though she's sick and like i love yeah. like i mean i've done that they before as well take
1: care of yourself. yeah
0: literally <laughs> but like we i mean but that's like and i,
1: I feel like like com- like coming from america hmm.
0: it's
1: such a cultural thing here for when you're sick to like completely ignore the fact that you're sick, and to oh not take gosh. care of your body, and to go to work, and to do every single thing that you were planning on doing anyway. yeah. And it's so unhealthy. So in that respect, I appreciate the pandemic, and I appreciate people having to take more seriously when they get sick, and to be more conscious of like, oh, okay, I don't want to get on someone else sick. And that's something I really like about like Asian cultures, and how they like wearing masks was already so prevalent in those cultures mm. when they got sick, so they didn't spread germs, and like I don't know yeah, I, there are I, some things I definitely think are worth adopting,
0: yeah, you're so right. I was talking to a friend, and she was talking about how the exact same thing, how, in like Japan, she was speaking specifically about japan um it was already a part of the culture in terms of a respect thing of, oh, I know that I could potentially be spreading germs, so i'll. I'm shielding you and you know what I mean it's like it's just a the word respect is the only one I can think of right now but it's like just a respectful thing to do yeah Um, it is
1: like not only for like other people though it's just even respecting yourself and like recognizing okay I need to slow down and I actually need to take care of my body because I'm not doing well right now yeah it's kind of sad that we have gotten to a point in society where we stopped doing that you know
0: well, I mean, even like this work culture, like, of, oh, I feel guilty about calling in sick because they're going to be shorthanded on staff or whatever, whatever. But in the in the greater scheme, that actually shouldn't be your problem. Like, that's either their problem for being understaffed then. And I mean, we, like you said, we've all sort of done it of going to work when we shouldn't. And that was just a norm. And now because this, of the pandemic perspective of being like, okay, maybe we should now change these habits we've gotten into. Obviously not to this extreme of being afraid of, like you're saying, like going to <laughs> clubs or anything like, but like, There's just like balance. aware of, exactly. Finding that balance of like, cautious, cautious awareness. Not
1: just respectful, <laughs>
0: but, but
1: not living out of fear, because it's completely natural to get sick and it's completely hmm. natural I mean, it's just a part of life that will never escape. Yeah, Spreading illnesses to others, you know,
0: yeah. getting and sick. And it also sometimes. is like a buildup of the immune system and stuff. There's definitely an argument in that. It's, yeah, just finding that healthy balance of like not being pedantic, <laughs> but yeah, just being aware as a person.
1: And I just think like, for me, another big thing, is actually taking care of yourself. And actually like, I just feel like people have a hard time recognizing when they need to slow down and to just be by themselves and mm. to just like recuperate not only like if you get sick you know physically yeah. sick like mentally emotionally we 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 hurt we go through things and like oh people goodness. don't to slow down and it's it's really sad
0: I remember before the pandemic and everything like it's funny to talk about it like that but I mean it is a it is a big thing like for the world <laughs> um, but before that it always felt like we were kind of growing to this boiling point of no one like everything was always on the go like the internet was always going like t- twitter facebook whatever like no matter where you were something was always happening you were people always working like and not having time like you said to actually s- take a step back and consider and one of like, the blessings of this pandemic is that it's actually allowed society as a whole to kind of slow down. It's allowed people to work from home. People have t- started gardening, uh, baking, you know, doing all these things they didn't have time before. And it's like seeing the potential of how like, things can change for the positive, like I would hope we wouldn't just go straight back to the non-stop speed of it all like hopefully with this now new perspective we'll actually wake up to be like things can be better like it doesn't have to be as intense as it was but I mean
1: I I like that would be ideal I just unfortunately I just am a little pessimistic in the sense that I I think things will get back to normal and I just think Mm. it's gonna like there's always gonna be a societal pressure to do as much as you can and to like be successful and you know whatever whatever really up to the individual to take care of themselves and to be like okay like these are the things that I love and I'm gonna make time for them despite the fact that I have a lot of other things going on like (laughs) it just takes time to balance out your life and to like I don't know for me I'm a planner I'm like huge into planning so yeah
0: I suppose I just mean in the sense of like we've found ways that people don't have to be traveling to a building to do the work there you know what I mean like we can sort of see a fundamental change of oh now people can do the work from home you know what I mean yeah. well, same amount of work is done but now it sort of cuts out all that in between time of commuting and uh, the needless just like the nine to five like that whole thing is wild
1: it is wild. I do have to say, though, I think that there is like value to having a workspace that is away from your home. Yeah. And obviously, you know, if you're commuting like two hours to work or an hour even, it's like that, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't ever want to have to do that. Um, but as like, you know, if, if you live in a city and you're just driving like 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes to get to work, mm. I just think that there's yeah. a value to having a space outside of your home dedicated to work and then you can go home you can have home be home relaxation time time to hopefully do things that make you happy and make you feel good and then you know go to work and be productive and to yeah. have those experiences face to face with your coworkers yeah and you know your mentors your peers it's just mm. it's just i feel i feel like there are things being lost in mm. that respect I'm like fortunate enough like I still get to go to work and be with my coworkers, who I yeah. think are all wonderful human beings and being around them makes me feel good and makes like there's it's just not the same going to a zoom meeting and seeing people like in a square versus yeah. feeling people's energy when you're with them and I don't know I just yeah. don't think it can be compared in any way so I, I see I totally see the value to what you're saying but on no. the other side of that coin
0: I totally understand, no, I totally got you saying, like, I totally appreciate, like, in-person thing, like, the amount of times I would prefer, uh, the amount of times, even, like, in a negative way, I've put off having a conversation with someone is because I would prefer to have it, you know, like, face-to-face, because you do get those, like, um, body language cues, you know, like, tone of voice, like, all the things that are completely gone through message or, like, whatever, whatever, but, like, at the same time, I also, like, I think it's interesting to see a lot of people talk about losing these ways of, like, interacting and communication when there's also been this huge push of, like, people haven't been not doing that. Like, I mean, regardless of, like, the rules or anything, people are finding a way to still have those things, you know what I mean? Like, I do think, I get what you I mean, sorry, I'm just, like, this is what I was talking about with like me rambling and no, trying to have these thoughts. Are I enjoy <laughs> listening to you. Uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> I like get so like frustrated myself because like I know what I'm trying to say, but I just can't get it out. It's like I think it's like just innately human nature to want to have these like physical, personal things. And I think like I think there's like we've been talking about having a healthy balance. Like I think there's a way to integrate like this way like how we've now like how widespread zoom has become you know and it's like allowed me in a personal way it's allowed me to like connect with people and record this way like that's a good thing but i'm not gonna like i'm that's not gonna stop me from recording in person when i can does that make sense like i don't know i i think there can be a healthy balance
1: for the times obviously i mean we wouldn't be able to communicate if we didn't have cell phones computers yeah. social media so i am like i'm grateful but i don't know i just i'm a little old grandma yeah. <laughs> and i like while i can totally acknowledge and recognize the importance and the benefits of technological advancement i just think our reliance on media and mm. technology is a little alarming and it's is it actually making us happier or is it act- pulling us out of our real lives and the current moment and I, taking away oh from gosh. our experience of being a human? Yeah. That's my serious question.
0: Yeah, that's, that's like, and that in and of itself is like an entirely huge conversation because it, is, it isn't like contextual to just the pandemic. Like even across the, like the last decade, we've seen such a huge cultural shift in the way uh, information spreads and how that can be misused and how everyone just now every single person has the opportunity to share their opinion whether it's like whatever you know what I mean like that, and then, and then, and that also is then a different conversation to like you're saying the mental health impacts of always feeling like you have to be showing something or that whole pressure is also a completely different new thing too and we as a society have not got any handle on that like it's like
1: it's out of control it's funny that we transition to this topic because you know I just started my master's in journalism and I literally it's been it's been a week and a couple days that I've been in the program and it's like so disconcerting to learn about the media from an academic standpoint standpoint and to learn about how information is spread Mm. in the 21st century because people can just live in realities their own version of reality that isn't based in reality (laughs) (laughs) I mean I just like coming from America and just being able to like speak on the political climate in my country and How Donald Trump has risen to power by Mm. harnessing the power of social media and using it to disseminate completely false information to people who, like, absorb it as fact. It's just, I don't know, it's just scary and...
0: It's all, it's terrifying. It's, it's, (laughs) It's it's, and it's like the system also allows it to happen. I recently have been going on like a binge of watching like uh, AOC, uh, Alexandria. Yes. <laughs> I can't remember yes. how to say it She's like this Congresswoman, I love her, but she there was this her. segment where she was just like in Congress talking about how the system in which uh, political parties can run and get funded by these corporations can can easily and legally occur to get these people in high positions, that they then swayed the landscape to appease these people, whether it be, be for whatever reason, money blackmail, yeah, the corporate out, like out. Yeah, yes, yeah. like this is a thing. It's, it's not a. It's, it's, it's not a conspiracy. We're about.
1: No, it's not a conspiracy. <laughs> it's real. And you know, just to cite an example of of how how deep this problem is, I'm. I just was reading a an academic paper the other day for my classes and it was discussing how and this is for America but I feel like and correct me if I'm wrong I hope I'm not saying something like really (laughs) annoying in American right now but um I think American media is probably basically I would argue one of the most influential like we put out the most media that people consume like we've always been kind of the hub of like movies TV and obviously There's more, there's like, there's media from all cultures, but I just think
0: Hollywood It's very saturated. Like, I I did a podcast with my mom and she was saying, she was saying all the media was American, you know? Like, she was getting like MASH and like Brady Bunch, like all these American things just because they were, it was available and popularized at the time. And so,
1: for whatever reason, yeah, I mean, I just think there have been amazing innovations that have occurred in this country, technologically. Um, I don't know, that's a whole nother conversation. But regardless, you know, American American media is pretty much known around the world. And it's everywhere.
0: And it's everywhere. especially when America is always this isn't to sound bad or anything, but whether this has changed <laughs> in recent times of like America seeming as this like superpower sort of thing, you know, like they're like the first world. I think like we used to be. World. I think so too, but I think, now it's I don't sort think of just become anymore. fractured
1: so i I read that ninety percent of like the media produced in America that's like t v movies news, you know written articles like all of it is from four companies wow. total four mega corporations produce ninety percent of American media content and the- and that's
0: like they like uh newspapers tv like
1: yeah, across the like,
0: scope music sort of stuff
1: um yeah i believe so like i'm it's like i would have to look up i can pull up the article if wanna, <laughs> mean, wanna we want to i mean we can
0: fact check i feel like it's a good thing to just be aware <laughs> yeah, of, <that's laughs> of i don't want to
1: i'm a journalist i gotta be i gotta be factual yeah, now. that's
0: something i've also realized i need to be more on top of like speaking about subjects that the factual details are important as opposed to kind of references so I've yes I think people
1: absorb the things that other people say and they don't look into whether it's true or not they just believe it and then it changes how they act how they behave what they and it's it's very serious and you know there's been a
0: but this is like synchronicity that we're actually talking and that you've like just started your journalism and everything Cause I was actually looking into um an ex-prime minister of ours called Kevin Rudd. He was saying that the Australian government is making an inquiry to obtain like algorithm insights from Facebook and Google and all this stuff. Oh um, God. And he was talking about how the Liberal government is just like hand in hand with the Murdoch media. And then it talks about how journalism and this trivialization of like a headline and making a conversation people just have loosely without further insight into as opposed to something people look into and it was just a really interesting thing to consider and talk about because I mean you think of how what politics is for some people is like purely based on the character of the person not actually what they're gonna do, or what their beliefs are. La di da di da. You know what I mean? It's like, are they a good person? Especially here in Australia, like the news is all aimed at. It's just about uh, face, and that's it. Takes away from the actual gravity of it all. But anyway, that's another. Have you found the article?
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm like it's like a really long. It's not an article. It's like a fucking thirty page. <laughs> that's fine. Then-
0: I, and I'm like, want, did like I read it rambling. in the beginning?
1: No, I, I enjoy your rambles. You're making <laughs> really good points. It should be unbiased. It should be objective. It should be factual. And it should help people. The goal, the the goal of journalism is to help people, not to help the government, not to help, you know, the corporations that give money to the government. It's to just help everyday people and it's so sad because i feel like we have strayed so far away from the core not not all media sources not all outlets it's Mm. but it's just i guess it's easy to just say that it's just completely corrupt right because it's
0: yeah well i mean for and you can only speak from an american perspective of course but like uh for anyone listening who's who would like an Australian perspective. (laughs) um, There's a thing with the ABC where it's a, uh, it's meant to be a public funded broadcasting service. Like, so like the BBC um, for Australia and it's government funded. And what has happened is that they, because they need funding from the government, they do what they need to appease them to get funding still because otherwise it's cut and they can't do anything even though that's not what is meant to or allowed to happen but it's it's like oh if they don't want to they can defund these programs like the government has the power to do that um and so then that brings in another conversation as well of okay what's the bias swing here in australian media like it's like it's that shows it's prevalent in all it, it can be prevalent anywhere like We can only talk about where we're from. I mean, we can obviously talk about other places if we're aware, but I'm not aware of those places. (laughs) I'm
1: I'm like very ignorant to what's going on um, as far as like the media goes and like politics goes in other countries. Um, I can just only speak to what I know about my own. And what I do know is, (laughs) I mean, we're human. We're all susceptible to corruption and we're I mean it's it's so easy to stray down the wrong path and I just think especially this day and age with the internet and social media it's so easy to just subscribe to the the people the channels that tell you exactly what you want to hear and just like that confirm everything that you believe in all of your biases it's like that's what you're gonna say like oh yeah this is true like you you know it's like but is it really
0: it's it's like a confirmation bias of like you have an opinion and then you go out looking for it but you're more uh open to just like looking at things that reinforce your idea as opposed to opposing it and so then you find yourself in these echo chambers of and that's where like these communities fester (laughs) of you know like before if people had an idea that they thought was like inappropriate or was just not even like that it could be like a kink or something you know what i mean Um, and the internet has now allowed those people to find each other in and it can be a good thing but it also can be a really negative thing
1: yeah it can be both Mm. that's the crazy part i just think i don't know i think it's easier to focus on the ways that it's not a good thing because they like seriously threaten mm. yeah. real people's lives and like people's well-being and it's like i mean the main example that comes to my mind is like donald trump and his gang of right wing it's cold um yeah i would say it's it's definitely a cult um his brainwashed
0: really- everyone into the idea of fake news like
1: to so yes. the point where
0: no one else believes anything unless it comes from him. Like, what is that other than brainwashing?
1: And it's funny because I actually just wrote a discussion post today. We had to, we had to describe, so there's this, this theory in media, it's called mass society theory. Mm. And it, it basically says that humans are influenced by media And it changes our behaviors, it changes our actions, it changes how we see the world. And because of that, it says that, like, basically it says that social elites need to have control over the media to maintain social order. And, And that's a very scary thing, like, no, social elites should not have control. But okay, so, like, in this theory, it says that, like, the average everyday people basically aren't able to make sound decisions so that's why you should give it to the social elites but blah 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 we're talking about mass theory whatever (laughs) so so we had to discuss mass society theory and we had to to describe how it's playing out in modern society and mass society theorists one of their major fears is that totalitarian governments are going to rise up because they're going to use the media to manipulate the people for their own benefit this yeah. happened this is what Hitler did this is how Hitler rose to power he used, yeah. used radio he used television he put out propaganda he spread his lies and he 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 undermined the authority of all media outlets who went against him and Donald Trump is doing the exact same thing oh he he literally is using Facebook Twitter Instagram you know network television yeah. Fox to the deliver his messages and to, to call anyone who speaks against him a liar, to say, to say his version of truth. It's his version of reality is not a lie. It's an alternative fact. That's a direct quote from Uh, Kellyanne Conway, his former press secretary. It's not a lie. It's not, it's an alternative fact is what he says.
0: Even like the HBO uh, interview he did, um with the australian journalist he says, oh my god i yeah, saw that amazing everyone needs to watch that he the journalist he, is like <laughs> he actually yes. Fuck are you <laughs> yes he actually like pulls him up on these things he's saying
1: pulls he out is, yeah literal data shows him the data and the president <sighs> is still the president of the united states is lying about the data and, and he's and, openly but, and
0: it, saying real He's openly saying that he's happy to say, he openly says that people want to hear positive spins on things. That's not his job to positively spin things during yeah. a pandemic or whatever. It's to, it's to pass down have- information in a proper way. What he's doing is like completely misdirecting, misleading these people who take his word as gospel.
1: He is the reason that the pandemic is out of control in the United States because he would rather lie about it and be, he would rather, he doesn't care. He doesn't care oh. about the people dying. He doesn't care about the country, the people he cares about, the economy, making money and his image. Those are the only yeah. things he cares about. And, and he's also he's not blat- blatantly,
0: enough- So you go. <laughs> No, you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say he's blatantly open about all of this. He says all of these things. Like, I actually watched one of his when he did a rally. I can't remember which one it was exactly, but I was like, I'm p- taking the time to actually watch a watch him talk for over thirty minutes to see uh. what his point is, and all it was is drivel of words that flow into another and like words he knows are like hot things to say and he'll just chuck them in there with like an controversial idea not even a controversial idea just an opinion he has and his like like you said his world view that is his fantasy what it is and w- along with these buzzwords that's the what i was looking for yeah. and people just that's all they take but they don't see in this greater context that he's not saying anything really <laughs> At all,
1: it's really sad. It's it it baffles me um, how he has supporters. But I'll circle back to what I was saying about you know Hitler.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> it's a light, it's a very
1: light discussion. Just
0: a casual but conversation.
1: Hitler used the media to disseminate propaganda to influence people's behaviors. He did so. He targeted groups of people who felt disenfranchised and who were struggling economically. And he discredited all of those outlets, people who opposed him. And this is how propaganda spreads. And this is how propaganda like works. And people, it's the scary thing is people have no idea that they are falling prey to Mm -hmm. propaganda. They think that like, these are their choices. These are their decisions. Like, these are but it's like no this this doesn't even benefit you like this benefits the ultra rich this benefits it it yeah. doesn't help everyday people to support donald trump's agenda it doesn't it just it doesn't to think it benefits
0: me. them it's like yeah. i mean even i talk. i think about <laughs> america and healthcare all Ugh. the time to be honest Ugh. and i like the idea that Bernie was classed as this radical socialist, who wanted to like, who essentially being framed as like this communist because he wanted like healthcare for people, seeing people in Australia, like echo those sentiments of like negative, uh, uh, negative intentions was so bizarre because we have Medicare for all, we have healthcare systems, it works, and our society is fine. If yeah. we're sick, we can just go to the. I my sister was pregnant, and she we I went to like two or three of her ultrasounds, and we just like walked in, sat down, went and got the ultrasound, walked out. That was it. You don't get we okay. didn't get these like huge bills or anything, no, because it's included within the system, and it's like that's what don't you just so, want that for other people like? you, know, <laughs> you hear a bit, think, these you stories, think,
1: but the thing is, I like people get brainwashed into believing the lies that like, oh, if we have free healthcare for all, it's gonna be, you're gonna have to pay so many taxes. Like it's gonna cost you so much. It's gonna be so bad for you. And it's like, no, it's actually going to be bad for the mega corporations that are benefiting from healthcare being a an industry rather than a human right.
0: Oh, you don't have to worry about... uh not calling the ambulance because of the fear of getting a $10,000 ambulance bill. Like I mean obviously that's different. I'm not sure on the specifics of that, but that's just No, an example I mean basically like, yeah. No. I, I... <laughs> went
1: to the doctor. Let me just tell you this. I went to the doctor. I had I ha- like was I had a fever and I felt like shit. And I went to the hospital because my fever hadn't gone away for days and you know, I went there like Cause I just felt like I had no other choice. Like I felt unwell. And so I'm going to go take care of my health. I'm not a medical professional and it was actually new year's day. So there were no like urgent cares open. Like the only thing open was the hospital show up at the hospital. They, they misdiagnosed me. They did not correctly figure out what was wrong with me. They gave me fluids. They gave me Tylenol. I do not exaggerate here. Fluids and Tylenol. Guess is how that, much is my hospital like, bill
0: was. Is Tylenol like a pain relief sort of thing? It's like,
1: a, I think, what do you call it? Like paracetamol?
0: Like, uh, like, I mean, like a Panadol. I Panadol, suppose. that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, It's yeah. okay.
1: like
0: a pain killer. Yeah, <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> like, that's how much my hospital bill was.
0: I honestly don't even want to guess. How much was it?
1: And they didn't like figure out what was wrong with me. I just oh my want to God. reiterate. And wait, how long did this take?
0: Dollars. How long was this?
1: How long was I there? Yeah. Oh, I was in and out. I would say I was there for a total of an hour. And in you, and out, it, Tylenol, fluids, $2,000. Damn. Lo and behold, my fever persisted. I was I got worse. I got worse and I I went to my like university's campus health facility. I literally had a UTI.
0: Oh my god. A UTI.
1: All I would have to do was take antibiotics and it I got charged
0: $2,000. <laughs> uh, I mean, That's that's so fucked. I mean, I'll... I, I can... Pissed. There was a time... So, like I've had... This might be TMI. I don't care. It's all whatever. <laughs> Similar to, like, you... So, I had a SGI, and for... I went to four different clinics t- to figure out what it was, but they could, like, they all had different ideas, like, thought it might be a hemorrhoid, thought it might have this, like, testicular, all this sort of things and I was like freaking the fuck out (laughs) and um but in saying this we like go and a checkup might be 70 dollars but you get like a you get like a 40 dollar rebate back so it's like 35 dollars in total and even that like having to do that like okay they didn't get it right the first time but it wasn't like I wasn't given a two thousand dollar bill like $2,000 and
1: they did not help me.
0: I wouldn't have and gone I to any doctor me. if that was the case. You know what I mean? No, like, what, no, why and would
1: that's I? People don't and people die every single day in this country because they are scared because they don't have the money to, they can't afford medical care. Because in, in the United States, good medical care is for the rich, it's not for the poor, it's not for the average person, it's for the people who can afford it. And it's really sad. And,
0: and, and, and I feel like people, if they, if they took the time to actually look at it, up and aside from, like, the politics of it all, which is so bizarre, and just looking at it as, like, in the so long run, you're also, like, technically kind of saving yourself money. Because, like, how, okay, how often do you have to go to the doctors in the first place? Do you want to, like, risk having to go one time and it costing two thousand plus dollars for an hour or being able to go just when you're sick and not have to be worried about oh this could throw my life completely out of out of whack Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that's wild and especially like we were talking about before in a culture where it's normal for people to take that risk for themselves and for everyone else of continuing to work because they have to full circle moment, but like, that's so fucked.
1: (laughs) It's super fucked. And it's, it's, in my mind, it's a no brainer. Like we need free healthcare. We need free quality education. Mm. We need, we need people from all different backgrounds to have equal access to opportunities. But these are things in America that are considered things that we can debate about it's there's it's like not like oh this is right this is wrong it's like this is a far left issue or this is this is like a far They're left radical. and you know it's like why why are we arguing about this like why are we not just like yeah. taking care of each other
0: I, that's so i was yesterday mom and i had like an uh hour two hour long like conversation about this stuff as well actually like uh that's probably why i like it's because that's probably why it's all this stuff is sort of fresh because I've also been looking at it as well um so anyways um but we were saying how she was saying how uh I well she she was listening to me (laughs) say like all these things of like don't we just like isn't it a no-brainer that we want these things because it just improves the quality of life like wasn't it shouldn't that be because she was saying I was, we were talking about political parties and like, I was saying how I don't even think that works in the first place cause it does create this sport like theme of like us versus them, uh, which can be taken in very different ways, like many different ways I should say in the case of severity. Um, but we have the system that just doesn't, that just doesn't work. That's a whole different conversation. But I, what I'm trying to say is like, uh, It basically came down to making shifts on a systematic level. And what that means is a shift in the way we live. And people are already afraid to make changes on a personal scale as like moving somewhere, change a job, like break up with someone. To think that now that safety net of life and society as we have it is gonna is like crumbling and it's gonna change it's frightening like we watch movies like the hunger games (laughs) um or whatever like obviously completely different but in the sense of changing
1: i just mean like yeah like from the the standpoint of like things can get really bad and we can have absolutely no control no power life can be so bad so good if you're rich and you have access to resources or it can be literally horrible and every single day can be a fight for your life. And you can have those, those two realities exist in the same place. It's like, it's just not right. We are all human. We all deserve, like we all deserve equal access to basic necessities of life. Yes. The
0: exact, and that's, that exactly is what the baseline should be. And I, sorry to go back to it, but I, don't I don't think I just like justified what I was trying to say oh, no, I mean sorry. like oh no 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 it's a, don't feel sorry like I go on rants all the time so I'm always like prefer when people cut me off but I just <laughs> felt like I would meant like people are already afraid of change on a personal scale the, per- the yeah. idea of change on a life scale is so frightening to people that they don't even want to think that they don't even want to make the effort to think that's why I just mean that. That's why a radical change in a system is scary for people because they don't fully really understand what that means. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't, I don't.
1: No, I do. Uh, I do know what you mean. I just, I just don't agree with the notion. I think the notion that, like, to live your life and to think that you can live your entire life without changing is absurd. Yes, change of is course. the only constant of living. Yeah, every every moment of your life like something is changing nothing remains the same and it's just like for example like here's something that comes to mind again circling back to U.S. history (laughs) in in like whatever it was like the 1700s you know slavery was legal yeah and those people didn't want to change like they wanted to keep slavery an institution that a disgusting institution that is so wrong on every single level it's it's like unfathomable that people could even think that it's okay to defend something like that but I mean they did. did and that was the argument that they used like oh we shouldn't be changing everything's fine the way it is it's like no yeah we learn we grow we evolve we recognize things like it's just like shouldn't we just like, that's a positive part of life, change. Yeah. Staying it, the same all the time, like, that is fucking sad. And I don't want that, personally.
0: You're, you're, uh, you're like, preaching to the choir. Like, that is exactly what I mean. And I don't, I don't, I don't want my, uh, uh my analogy to, like, think I'm, like, saying that that's okay. Because I completely agree. No, I, think I know, I know you don't. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, like, I mean, I think there's complete positive, and I mean... Even like you can only ever think about it on a personal level, I suppose. You know, like it's important, I think, to look at like you're saying, like those times and in history, we have made mistakes and we have we should learn from them. Like that's the whole point. Um, when things happen, people either it becomes a negative as opposed to being able to make it a positive. If that makes if that makes sense? You know what I mean? Like yeah, uh, yeah, focusing like,
1: on the negative and staying stuck in the past rather mm-hmm. than Finding the silver linings in each moment and finding room for growth. Yeah,
0: Yeah. change can be so terrifying for people, but it's actually like it's actually like you're saying a positive thing that helps you grow. And isn't like the point of life to just be constantly growing to become a better version of yourself? Like, I mean,
1: I think so. I think so
0: too. Yeah, (laughs) but I mean, I suppose other people have different opinions. Like, like. I I mean, there we are. I suppose they just do. Yeah. And that a I, fundamental it, having such, and that is just like a fundamental outlook on life, like how you interpret change.
1: Yeah. I just think change is inevitable, and to try to stop it is a futile and just unnecessary, energy wasting, time wasting mm-hmm. choice. So like i don't know that's just no, how i feel
0: about it. i know i and
1: as soon as you completely accept that, agree with you yeah like change is the only constant that's when you or that's when i feel like i started to really um actually appreciate my life and appreciate you know the joy and the struggle that comes with change and like the potential for growth yeah because that's like that's a beautiful thing
0: mm. it's like i i, I mean i always reference movies and that's like the main thing I like that's just the easiest way I feel to be able to explain myself to people but it's like when you watch movies and you see like the character go through a hard time and then they come out the other side like a bigger person it's sort of just literally like people can be like oh it's not always like that but it's like but it can be like yes it's hard and it's effort but uh that like it's always, there's always a potential to come from a situation and turn it into a growing learning experience in whatever way, like, it could, you know what I mean?
1: Yes, I do, and it's funny that, that we've come to this point, because something that I always say, because, you know, I've been through a lot the past, however many years or so, whatever, but, like, I think the, like, when bad things happen in life, when good things happen, when things just happen that change your life, it can go one of two ways. You can make, you can sulk and it can ruin your life and you can just become this like sad, just shell of a person and just be like angry all the time and just, or you can, you can learn from it and you can grow and you can, Try to be better and you can say, like, okay, this is how it is. Like, how can I move forward into every moment and and take this and like use it to make me just appreciate everything more? I don't know. I don't know yeah. if that makes no, sense. No,
0: it makes complete sense what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, so
1: <laughs> It ruin your life or you can be a boss-ass bitch <laughs> fucking, I don't know.
0: You exa- I, like,
1: Enjoy your life and learn. Like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs>
0: Lots you're, of
1: for you guys,
0: sorry. No, yeah. <laughs> this got, we've got, we went it in like straight away, which I love. And I mean, it's a testament to you because uh, in context of what you have gone through, like you said, people can, it can be destroying to some people but you are here now as this like <clears throat> strong voiced, opinionated, amazing boss woman who I love. You know what I mean? Thank like you. that's amazing that you were able to take what you did, like what happened and grow out of it in a positive and beautiful way. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. <laughs> I, I love
1: you. I, I don't know like I wouldn't be the person who I am today if it if it weren't for everything that I've gone through so I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't take anything back because yeah. I like the person that I'm becoming, and I hope to, you know, continue bettering myself. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I gotta work on. <laughs> <laughs> Guys,
0: but, she's still flawed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so so flawed. It's not even funny. Oh my gosh! I but, in, but I will have to get our drinks. But I was gonna say. Um,
1: Here, I'll chug the rest of my wine.
0: Yeah, I've been in in this pandemic time and lockdown, I find I found I've definitely recessed into bad habits some. So it's definitely like you're all good. <laughs> so it's definitely like a process, guys. It's all a journey.
1: Oh, it's a journey. It's it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Guys.
0: It's about the climb. <laughs> Miley oh, Cyrus yeah.
1: was right. You, Miley Cyrus, please.
0: <laughs> I'll put it in the background. Just kidding.
1: Yes. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> okay, now a brief
1: intermission.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I do really want to talk about the protest <laughs> stuff because I've never been to a. I was going to go to the protest. Uh, the Black Lives Matter one we had in Melbourne, but I ended up just being too anxious about Corona. <laughs> and because I'm sure. still with my family and everything, I was just like, no. uh. and so, um, but so I'm excited Valid. to hear about what it but was can like. I
1: just say, like, it's despite the fear, like, I think it's super worth it. And mm-hmm. I think there like, are measures you can take. Um, I mean, I don't know about, like, in Australia, but the protest I went to, like, everyone was wearing a mask
0: yeah um, yeah it was like, well, i i yeah and yeah i and i saw that and actually like there wasn't a big spike like everyone's always like oh the protest is what spiked it but two weeks later we don't see an actual spike from it so yeah. it's like the relation it's not correlated so no um, so i get that uh
1: but just because i mean we'll talk about it but it's yeah like actually going out into the world and supporting something that is like so meaningful and worthwhile a the feeling there's nothing like it i was like i literally have just had like chills all over my body the whole time cuz it's just like it's like absurd that it's 2020 and oh we're God. still advocating for equality for all humans it's it's absurd it's infuriating and it's like
0: it's the been- only
1: way we're going to change things is is if we mobilize so. And
0: it's shocking because it's literally there for everyone to see clearly this imbalance of power and use and abuse of power of police. Like, I literally shared a video the other day, and it was of just like a black man who had been pulled over. He had his hands above his head, and the cop like fly kicked him in the back, like, literally jumped in the air and kicked him and shouted, knees. And then oh it turned out the guy wasn't even the right person who was meant to be arrested. I so they that. arrested him on resisting arrest charges. What does that and even they mean? Broke his
1: arm. They broke his arm too and it was like he sued them. It's, it, this so happened in the US, up. right?
0: Yeah, yeah, this is okay, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, the, I'm t- sorry I'm talking about America. This is like a lot of the Black Lives Matter here uh like a lot of it is stemmed inspired by what's happening in America but mm-hmm. the context of it is different because it's, I mean, it's just different, you know, the cult, we didn't have, I mean, we, we did have slaves. Have, we had a cult. Um, the aboriginals. Yeah, the aboriginals, that's what yeah. I mean. That, and we had, there's this thing called the stolen generation. The stolen generation is when uh, it was a program where the government would go into aboriginal houses and take the children and put them with white families in an effort, like a conscious effort to wipe out the the bloodlines like my niece sophie and gracie the ginger had like both of you've seen pictures of them on facebook mm-hmm. on instagram they're aboriginal their dad is aboriginal his mom were uh, his grandma was a part of that generation thing and it's like can it's just uh, it's just like it's just mind-boggling fucked that this conversation is it's, not i mean it's important that it's happening it's just like fuck that we're at this it's fuck that it's I mean, happened it's in the first like, place
1: <laughs> yeah no no exactly it's like i <laughs> it's something that i like literally it makes me so upset and i am just like appalled at how people can de- defend like the racist viewpoints, and like I
0: don't, it just I agree I just
1: not it's just wrong. there's like no, no other way to <laughs> place it it's wrong and it's disgusting and it's like makes me ashamed to be American yeah. uh, because obviously it's like very deeply ingrained in American culture I mean, racism.
0: I even looked into um how Disneyland is changing the splash mountain ride. it's like a ride at Disneyland. To, uh, the zippity doo dah. The
1: princess and the frog. Yeah,
0: which is a, so much. Which is a. I love. I remember seeing that. It's like that. the last hand-drawn, just like, classic princess tale. Because then it was tangled and then frozen. Anyways, <laughs> um, but amazing. Uh, and the New Orleans styles. Anyways, the jazz. Whatever. <laughs> um, there, it was zippity doo dah. Was the song for it, which is from mm-hmm. a Disney stories of the South, and they're zippity changing it now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah like hey. I remember, I seeing that when I went to Disneyland in like two thousand and one, and was like, "Oh, so wholesome, obviously," and um, obviously didn't understand the proper context. But they're changing it, and people were being like, "Oh, this is uh, over sensitivity going too far, la da." And it's like, well, if you look back, like the NAACP was protesting it in the first place, like when they first put it in, because it the whole Film was sort of creating this idealistic idea of this lovely plantation life for mm-hmm. black people, which wasn't the case, and that in itself is a problem because slavery isn't this beautiful thing. It's literally no, a, human it's atrocity. a
1: horrific <laughs> abuse of power, and yeah. it's like and just people, completely wrong.
0: And but people are so quick to jump to these like it's over sensitivity when it's like no this has been a problem for a while you just like, didn't know about modern it.
1: modern day racism at work yeah, it's yeah. not as oh my goodness racism is much more insidious uh, at least i think in the 21st century because it hides under these
0: so, sit, false
1: pretenses and these like it it people who are racist now claim to be something that they're, they don't they act like they're not racist and they hide against like like what you just said, like, oh, people are too sensitive. It's like, mm. no. But it, <laughs> that, that that brings to mind, like, I. so we have in the United States, like all over the country, there are statues dedicated to mm. Confederate soldiers, even the Confederate flag. The Confederacy was when, I don't just brief, like.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I get know,
1: it. Brief overview, like when there was a civil war in the United States between the North and the South the North was advocating to free slaves. The South wanted to keep slaves. Slave culture was like basically the only reason the South was successful. They like, the the white people Mm. used Black people to make money. It, It just so fucked, like just completely fucked, not chill. But there was a civil war. And after the civil war, so the Confederacy is the South, the Union is the North. There's like... Statues all over the the country dedicated to honoring Confederate soldiers and there's been a huge push to take them down because What do those symbolize like who who why are we honoring these horrible people who? Thought it was okay to own other human beings We shouldn't do that. So, yeah. you know, people want to take them down because it's traumatizing to, yeah. it's traumatizing to see these things for like people in the black community and mm. and no, the same thing. Like w- these these white people are are saying, "Oh, you're being too sensitive." Like that's part of our culture. Like it's not about racism, and it's like no,
0: it, it is. is about racism. <laughs> the whole war was based on racism. Like, and uh, it's like I have had this conversation with people as well because I have always had this and it's also it's a it's it shouldn't be a difficult conversation to have with people but people have made it hard to have because they talk about like um people saying well even I've have had the idea of like well chain you're removing it so it's like erasing this history but it's like I think I think that's not right as well I feel like it's It can be destroyed and then put the rubble of a headstone in like a museum dedicated to the atrocities of it all you know what i mean like we keep up uh obviously we keep up uh concentration camps and have these museums for atrocities as reminders that this is what humans are capable of you know like uh even on a uh not as intense level like warner brothers whether uh their cartoons Um, So like from when they had like the Mexican mouse stuff or can't exactly remember which cartoons, but ones like that where it's like, okay, now we realize these stereotypes are not helping, (laughs) but they put, they have a disclaimer in front of them being like, uh, these were made in a time where the views and social norms were different. And now we understand that they're wrong but we don't want to diminish that and pretend like we weren't a part of that when we were. Like, that's important, I think. Mm -hmm. But there needs to be a conversation of, like, well, these, yes, these statues should be dismantled in a way that they're glorified. Like, they should not be glorified. These are awful human beings who should be seen in that light, you know? Like, And it's
1: also, like, it's, like, people who uphold those those beliefs and want people who Mm. genuinely think that white people are better than black people who think that there is a superior race which is complete bullshit Mm. those people like those it's like powerful like it gives them power it empowers them and it's a reminder to Mm. To all people of color like hey like this is how it is stay in line and you know that's what the police force that's what american police is too mm. it's like
0: it gives them permission I don't know. for this does that
1: make sense no I, is, it, is, do, is it like,
0: does i know i also just want to like sort of disclaimer i'm sort of playing devil's advocate in some way because i think i think it's just important to try discuss the different angles you know what i mean like try like try understand what these like how these people how these people (laughs) sounds but you know like how people get to the point they do you know like and how can we then figure out a way to communicate with them to be like because it's so easy now for people to feel like you're immediately attacking them specifically and being like you're this uh, and that's like, of course, like, and that's I'm not talking about like people who are blatant. We are racist. attacking you if you're
1: racist. I mean, that's what I, I mean, like mean, blatant, blatant,
0: blatant to... <laughs> that's why, like nice. blatant racist people. No, thank you. But like people who like are just misinformed into thinking these things. It's like you need to. Yeah. We they it's it's easier for them I'll to the feel attacked,
1: like, as opposed to like opening thing. conversation. Yeah it's just, like, ignorance can only be tolerated up to a certain point. Like, if this is the only thing you've ever known and been exposed to, like, and, you know, everyone around you has, like, trained you to be a certain way, is that your fault? Not necessarily, but, like,
0: it's your fault for not changing it to be better. Yeah,
1: for not looking people in the eyes and seeing them and their soul and seeing that, you know, like, they, this is a person, I am a person, like, you know it's like yeah. it's, it's uh, as simple as that it's like it's,
0: and so i totally no i totally it's wild because i watched this movie recently called gummo and it's by this director named harmony oh, i can't remember his last name but he's the guy who did um spring breakers the movie with like selena gomez and that um it's obviously like a dramatized but he's like his aim was to he like grew up in this really poor american town where it was like purely white and he was inspired to make a movie just like showing what that life is like it was like it wasn't improv because there's like a basic story but a lot of the shots he tried to get the people because they weren't actors they were just people to be just them as themselves there's a Mm -hmm. part where he's filming these like neighborhood kids and they're literally just like neighborhood kids um it's like a girl sitting on the back steps of her house and like three of the kids and they're just talking and they're talking about black people and saying the n-word so casually and saying how like oh yeah they're stupid and then the girl says oh well i've met like two n-word boys and they were really sweet um and it was just like this weird blatant casual careless racism that these children were like showing and it made me think of like My nieces and how my niece lately, she's like talking about how much she wants to grow up and be a grown up and do all these things because Mm. she's constantly around adults who are doing all these things, you know. So she mimics our behavior, Mm. whereas like, so it's like these kids are obviously mimicking this behavior from somewhere. And that's like as easy, as gross as it sounds, it's as easy as that of like it's just something they've been around no. for ages that it is, as it easy is. As that. it's so fun. yeah and that's a pro- but that's and a problem <laughs> that
1: a huge problem and it but it goes both ways like it like that's like it is our responsibility to say that's a problem educate and raise you know our children or just influence the people that we can to to just care about other people and to do the right thing it's like when, it's like, it matters what we do and what we say. It matters what we post on social media, even though it doesn't. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, no, I get what you mean. I, my, it I,
1: matters. I was
0: talking to my sisters about something, politics or American politics or something like that, you know what I mean? Just ranting. And they said, like, um, like, well, like, I get what you're saying. Why are you, like, ranting at me for? And it's like, and it's like, because I hope that me telling you these things will make you be like, oh, yes, that's, like, I'm frustrated. And I want you to be frustrated for these things. And I hope that you get frustrated to the point where you want to then be knowledgeable and share it to people you know. And then that's the thing. Like, that's the cycle. I had a argument, a, an argument slash debate slash conversation <laughs> with my sister's mm-hmm. husband um, oh, about gosh. American politics, which was, like, and he even said, like, why? That's when he, he said, like, why do you care so much? And that's why, yeah. And I said, well, why do you care? And he's like, well, I really don't. And I was like, well, when? Why do you have? Why are you so why are you about this opinion? <laughs> exactly. And it's like the problem is then that you go out and share your this perspective that, like, that is misguided, and say it in a confident way that people listen to you and say, oh, that's right, and share that same thing and just continue to spread the problem. Like that is the problem at its core, like on a basic fundamental level. Cause it's like, I always like to think, what are you getting out of it? What's the end game? And for me, it is sharing it and trying to make people aware. And so people should consider what is their end game with saying and sharing these things that are counterproductive to the progression of culture and life, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yes, I do sorry to sound I'm sorry well
1: said. no Mom's very saying well said. I get on
0: like mum has been saying lately I've been sounding like I'm on top of a soapbox <laughs> but I mean what else can I do
1: <laughs> I'm up on the soapbox all the time it's nice to meet somebody else literally like I I just always end up ranting but anyway I want to I genuinely yeah. I want to get your pictures or opinion on these yes. photos but yes. I also like my bedtime is approaching
0: I suppose well, I would say thank you for doing this with me yeah, um, this will thank be a, you for having me. just literally thank you for doing it I'm more than happy to talk with you all the time so it's literally my pleasure that you agree to record with me Thank, thank you <laughs> um yeah I don't think I like stressed enough how like much I love our friendship and how we got where we are, and just that it felt so like great. I love it.
1: I love you. I am so grateful to know you. I thank the universe every day for Kentucky for bringing us together. <laughs> Literally, though. because it's rare. It's it's rare when you can find someone who you can just talk about anything with anything with no judgment, all love, just open ears. So thank you for just being such a wonderful human being
0: wonderful. <laughs>
1: and making it, it easy. <laughs>
0: um, well, I, I, I usually ask people, is there something you want to plug? But I think I more want to ask, is there something you want to like share? Just like a final note or a recommendation? Like hey, it could be anything.
1: <laughs> I would say live life with an open heart and just try to understand where other people are coming from and never stop asking questions and tell your parents you love them oh i
0: love that no and recycle
1: and recycle (laughs) while you're an
0: asshole (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness well no but thank you maddie again for doing with this meet with this with me you're amazing and thank you guys for listening i hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you next time. Bye. (laughs) That was amazing. I hope you guys enjoyed that one so much. It was so fun to do and just chat about everything, go deep in. Uh, I love that. I love Maddie and uh, I love it so much. Anyways, thank you so much again for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, make sure you check us out on Instagram. Um, You can follow us anywhere, YouTube, SoundCloud, itunes spotify um yeah check everything out i love this and i love maddie and i'm so happy i have this forever now (laughs) um i hope you're having a lovely day and i hope it gets better as well have an amazing time thanks guys see ya